Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. Hold You're that. doing the preamble anyway. Hold that up to the mic. What? Hold it up. No, I can't do that, can I? Do it. I did become a little bit of a slag. I became a total slag. <laughs> it's, the, it's the phone. Fuck it out. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Omcast Grand Rewatch. My name is Tom, and as one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Dom. Say hello, Dom. Hello. So we now live in a world full of sequels, prequels, remakes, and reboots, and we understand that sometimes life gets in the way, and you're not always going to be able to catch up before a new one comes out. With that in mind, we're here to provide a weekly retrospective of some of the biggest franchises in cinema history, giving you a full spoiler rundown of each film in a series, including plot summaries, analysis, and behind-the-scenes trivia. This week, we continue our rewatch of the Lego Movie series by watching the 2017 spin-off, The Lego Batman Movie, starring Will Arnett, Michael Cera, Rosario Dawson, Ralph Fiennes, Seth Green, <laughs> Kate McCucci, Ricky Lindholm, Conan O'Brien, Eddie Izzard... <laughs> Again, it's just absolutely packed to the rim yeah. full of celebrity voices. <laughs> Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams, <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. I just the list goes on and on and on. I'll bring up a more comprehensive list in a bit. But yeah, so uh so yeah. Lego Batman. Lego Batman. Lego Batman, who knew? Um yeah, so this is obviously the spin off from like we said, from the original the Lego movie. Um, taking Will Arnett and his version of Batman, which was like the runaway sort of fan favourite from the Lego yeah. movie, and they obviously did the, did the smart thing and made, gave him his own movie, um, and it turned out great. Mm. <laughs> it was really good, and arguably is like the best Batman movie since The Dark Knight. Yep, since Batman Returns. Behave. <laughs> Like, yeah, all right. Well, no, well, let's not get into that. That's a whole other thing. But anyway, yeah, it's it's a really um, yeah, it's a good kids film, good Batman movie. Um, but yeah, before we go any further, I'm going to try and do a bit of a um, rundown yeah. of it. Similarly to the Lego Movie, it moves at a rapid pace and a shitload happens in a very short amount of time. Yep. Um, but I'm going to try and just summarize it as quickly as we can, and then we can get into what we think about it. So, like all important movies, Lego Batman starts with a black screen. After a quick intro to Batman. The film opens with MacGuffin Airlines Flight 1138 requesting clearance to fly over Gotham. Predictably, the Joker hijacks the plane and steals the cargo of explosives for his evil plan. Teaming up with Batman's entire Rose Gallery, the Joker is attempting to blow up the energy plant and plunge all of Gotham into an eternal abyss. Just as predictably, Batman is able to sneak in and stop up the bad guys while singing a kick-ass song about himself. While Batman is able to stop the bomb, he has to let the Joker go making it clear to the Crown Prince of Crime that he means nothing to him. No one does. Batman does a victory lap around Gotham, stopping off at an orphanage to hand out some merch before heading back to his Batcave. Alfred confronts Batman about his self-imposed isolation and forces him to go to Commissioner Gordon's retirement party as Bruce Wayne. On the way, Bruce watches Superman on TV, talking about his recent banishment of Zod to the Phantom Zone, where all the worst villains are kept. The Joker also watching Superman's interview, starts to get an idea. At the party, Bruce is approached by Dick Grayson, who quizzes him on how to be adopted. As they are talking, the new commissioner, Barbara Gordon, is introduced on stage. Distracted, Bruce agrees to adopt Dick. Barbara lays out her plan for ridding Gotham of crime by teaming up with Batman. 
Before she can finish her PowerPoint presentation, the Joker arrives and to everyone's surprise, surrenders along with the entire Rose Gallery. A dejected Batman soon comes up with a plan to send the Joker to the Phantom Zone, using the projector currently locked away in Superman's Fortress of Solitude. Alfred forces Batman to talk to Dick by purposely letting him into the Batcave. Realising the kid will be useful for his mission, Batman takes Robin to the Fortress of Solitude where they steal the Phantom Zone projector. Back in Gotham, Batman and Robin sneak into Arkham Asylum despite Barbara's protests. After an argument in his cell, Batman sends the Joker to the Phantom Zone, giving him exactly what he wanted all along. In the Phantom Zone, the Joker recruits all the villains from the various film properties owned or licensed by Warner Brothers. Meanwhile, Harley Quinn steals the projector and uses it to release the villains on Gotham. Barbara decides to team up with Batman, Robin and Alfred to save the city. Although initially resistant, Batman warms up to the idea of working together when Barbara saves Alfred during the initial battle with the villains. He soon freaks out though when Dick starts referring to the team as a family. Batman tricks the others into getting into the Bat Scuttler which he then sends away on autopilot. Batman continues alone to take down the Joker and is soon defeated and sent to the Phantom Zone himself. Once there he is shown some mean things he has said and done to Robin and Alfred. He then sees that the team is attempting to save the day and struggling to overcome the bad guys. He makes a deal with the mysterious warden of the Phantom Zone, Phyllis. He will come back if she lets him go back and save everyone. Batman returns, saves the team and sort of apologises, admitting that he was afraid to lose another family. Teaming up with the Gotham villains, the Bat family save the day, sending the bad guys back to the Phantom Zone. Turns out, Joker's planted a bomb and in order to stop the city from falling apart, Batman is forced to admit to the Joker that he truly is his nemesis as they come together to form a human bridge and repair the crumbling city. True to his word, Batman attempts to send himself back to the Phantom Zone, but is unable to get in. Having learned to be part of the family again, he is no longer a bad guy. The Bat family celebrate by heading back to Wayne Manor and sitting down for a family lobster thermidor dinner. Like all important movies, the film ends on a white screen. The end. I fucking love this film. It's great, man. It's great. Like I love, yeah. It's the op- the opening sort of minute, just absolutely nails it, and you just go, "Oh, this is going to be great." Yeah, this is certainly going to be great because it's just the they have this initial sort of voiceover with Will Arnett, like setting the tone just for the entire film. Yeah, perfectly. before we even get to the airplane or anything, and it's just it perfectly like nails it. Like he's even sort of commentating on the logos and stuff as they come up. It's like Warner Bros. Should it be Warner Brothers? Like <laughs> the DC, the house that Batman built. Yeah, come at me, Superman. Like everything, he's got, <laughs> he's got a comment about everything. Like Rat Pack, it looks macho. <laughs> like <laughs> it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's so good. And then yeah, they get the quote, which is like throughout the whole movie, the entire philosophy of the movie is based on Man in the Mirror by <laughs> yeah. By, the, by, the entire by, film is framed around that. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like they even use like there's the bit where they're singing it at the party. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and it's um, Richard Cheese, isn't it? Yeah, and all the orphans are doing the um, the, the backup singer Shamo. <laughs> like, yeah, but he just reads the quote and it's like. If you, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Who? <laughs> it's oh, mate. It's, yeah, it's so good. And like I, I was reading about it earlier, like he apparently like that completely screws his voice by doing the Batman voice all the time. 
Like he, really? He says like now it's like he gets really sore. Like you do a four hour session of doing that voice. Yeah. It would hurt. To be fair. Yeah, like, it would hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I mean, I think this one is much more of a straightforward kids movie. But then there are, like you said, there are messages and all the rest of it in there about. But they use the character of Batman in a really good way because the whole idea is that he's this isolated, doesn't want to be part of a family, doesn't want to be, doesn't want to rely on anyone else. Yeah, which is still true to the character of Batman. Like even though it's Lego Batman, it's like a cartoon, it's like a kiddie version of the character. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a betrayal of Batman. No, in any it, way, it still sticks with the the sort of what well, any of the sort of the conventions that have been set. By Batman in any other sort of popular fiction is that we've whilst seen, he does yeah. have the Bat family around him, by and large, what you'll see is Batman on his own fighting crime, being on his own hmm. at night, on his own wearing black and sometimes very very dark grey. Yeah, you can't sit on your own all <laughs> waking, staying up all night wearing black and listening to angry music. It's like <laughs> try me. <laughs> he literally lives on an island. <laughs> I, I, I love. You live on an island, metaphorically and, and physically, li- and literally. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's Alfred, where he just goes. I've seen you go through similar phases in 2016, 2012, and 2008, and 2000. And he goes, they show these images of all the of all the different Batman movies. <laughs> like when they get to the um, but the Lego, they're like Legoized version, except for um, Batman, and Batman and Robin. Well, they the just show the nipples. <laughs> they just they just and show then sixty-six. <laughs> Which oh. is some sort of bat dance. Yeah, so, and the weird one in 1966, and it's, it's, it's Adam West doing the bat dance. Like, <laughs> I love like those little things in there where, like again, like when he's watching a movie, he's watching Jerry Maguire. It's not a legalised version of Jerry Maguire. It's, it's actually actual Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's going through HDMI 3. No, that's you are 4. <laughs> gets it wrong so yeah after the initial like, action sequences where they cram in all these little references and stuff it then gets really quiet and it, but it's really funny like yeah. it's some of our favourite bits is when he goes back to the Batcave and they, they try and hammer home this point about how alone he is so then because it, it happens <laughs> so quickly as well is the, there's this big party theme and there's songs going off on the background and um, it's like fireworks and everything's really exciting and there's li- literal commentary over the top from a TV anchor Who's like, I bet he's going home to party with all of his friends and lady tennis players. <laughs> and he pulls up into the back game and it's just nothing. I'm home, I'm home. I'm just, yeah. It's echoing huge chamber with no one in it. Uh, he's just got, and, but the back cave is amazing though. Like, that's one of the best, like, because again, the animation style in this is carried over from the original Lego movie. Yeah. And it's got that stop motion feel to it where everything feels like it's made out of Lego. But again, when they, yeah, when, it's when one of those where everything is. Yeah. The the Bat Cave is amazing. Just you look, there's so much to look at. There's so many like, yeah. different things going on, and they've thought of all the different versions of it. Always different. Um... There's Batmobiles in yeah. there. There's Bat Wings, Bat Boats, Bat Subs, Bat Kayak, Bat Jet Ski, the Bat um, Space Shuttle, the Bat Space Shuttle, the Bat there's... Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. every, every possible form of um, transport you can think of. There's a Bat version of it, and they've made it. But yeah, and that's what again. It's these just these little things that go into these films that make them so special. Yeah. So this was directed by Chris McKay. Yeah. And what was he in relation to the first one? Was he? He was voice um, talent in the first one. Chris McKay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think, and he also does the voice of one of the pilots. He's a loser at home, and he's a loser at work. <laughs> it's so good, but again, it's it's. I mean, we're probably not going to go on too long today because it's. 
there isn't that much to say around this because the the plot isn't that particularly in depth. You know, it is really great, great fun, but there isn't really that much to pick apart. The song choices are more diverse. Oh, he was the editor on the the Lego movie. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, it's just. I think they do lay not not so much labour the point, but they do really reinforce the point that Batman is on his own. Yeah. But they really quickly bring in Dick. Yeah, which is again that's probably my favourite joke of the whole thing. Yeah. Is that my, my name's Richard Grayson, but the kids at the orphanage call me Dick. Kids can be cruel. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just like they carry on. It's just... <laughs> I love it. I love but it. it is amazing, and it's like the way that Dick is brought in is is really funny at the same time and it perfectly characterises how we're going to see him going forward yeah. and how we're going to see Batman going forward and then this unity that builds around it. That's the thing, it's, it's sort of, it's economy of storytelling, isn't it? Because they they properly introduce both Dick and Barbara Gordon in the same scene. Yeah. They just, by getting him to go out of the And house they once. get rid of Jim Gordon. Yeah. And so in the flip. same time, they get Joker's master plan come in. Yeah. Flip. Yeah. Flip. <laughs> That's Jim Gordon's entire philosophy on policing is to flip the bat signal. Yeah. It's already goes out to the, oh, yep, I flipped I flip the bat signal. I did what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I want SWAT, I want here, I want, I want snipers, get your stun guns ready. Non-lethal, yeah! <laughs> but, it's, and, uh, but yeah, that's what I love about this, is, is because there are so many little things in there that are, that are so intelligently laid out that lesser films would be, well, they would labour the point too much or they would hang on the joke too much. But they're they're really quick and really punchy with this, and they're like, right, this this is happening here, this is happening this. Everybody's going to be able to pick this up, but we're still going to put jokes in over the top yeah. to make you laugh. Yeah, and they're like, and it's the little like again because it goes so quickly. Like, there's these little like you know throwaway references and stuff. Like when yeah. they reference the old like Joker's plans from before. It's like was it worse than the time of the two boats. Yeah. Yeah, it's way worse than the time of the dude. What about the time of the parade and the Prince music? And like we all know yeah. what that means, but like it's it's all quick and just they just throw them out there. But like yeah, like you said, they don't they, they keep it going at a pace that doesn't labour the point. Mm. But also, at the same time, the message is is running through the yeah. whole way. And then there are some things that I just really mean, like when he goes to the um, Fortress of Solitude and they're having the Justice League party. Yeah, they didn't invite him. I didn't invite him because he's Batman and he works alone. Yeah, but that's really... He's part of the Justice League. He's a founding member of the Justice but, League. Yeah, and that, but that's the thing. And it's it's one of those things where everybody's having a really great time, but he's put himself in the sort of self-exile. Yeah. And it's like, should, did they invite him to the first one? Did they invite him to the first five? Because this is the 57th <laughs> a- anniversary of the Justice League party with Crypto, the Wonder Dog, on the <laughs> DJ. I love it. And then they go... Um, it's... Uh... Channing Tatum playing Superman again. Yeah. He's, just, he's so good. As, he's great as Superman, to be fair. He's, he's so good. He yeah. should be Superman. Nah. He's perfect. I don't know. I don't know. I can see it. Anyway. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like... Um, <laughs> they have their little standoff, and it's like, oh, please, I would crush you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, and, sure. and that's the thing. It's like, in that point, like they've already... like Alfred has already mentioned Batman versus Superman. Yeah. In the film, yeah, and then, but then the, when when he turns up, he goes, "Look, I'm not here to throw down." Okay, when when Joker pushes him to say, "Who's your worst villain?" Superman, Pro- probably Superman. He's like, what, "What? He's not a bad guy." Look, I'm fighting a lot of people at the moment. Okay, <laughs> I like to fight around. Yeah, <laughs> but again, it's a, a like I'd totally forgotten about that bit. But there's this there's this other message that lies in the film about it's about addressing this relationship between the Joker and Batman. Yeah. 
it's also addressing how Bruce is separate from Batman. Yeah. And how he can't really function as Bruce Wayne yeah. without always immediately wanting to be Batman straight away. Yeah. So the only there are only a couple of points that you see him as Bruce without the cowl on. Yeah. Or the armored face armor, or whatever the it's armored called. face protector, <laughs> like identity, <laughs> armored face identity protector, or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Like he tries to go to the when he goes, he's going to the party. He's got the full. Um, he's got like a tuxedo on, but he's still wearing the cowl in the back of the in the back of it. Like Alfred has to tell him to take it off whilst he's reading um, the house to set limits for your out of control child. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Alfred's amazing. In this as well as Ralph Fiennes playing Alfred, um, and he just absolutely kills it. He's my favorite, Alfred. Pretty much. Oof, I don't know. That's that's a. I think he's he's just wicked. He just makes me laugh so much. Yeah, like, Alfred is good. Another th- is good. Another yeah, Michael like Kane. Michael Caine is is a really good one. Yeah. And then the original guy. I can't remember his name now. The original guy from sort of nineteen eighty nine and Returns. Went well, all the way through to Batman and Robin. Mm. Um, he was excellent. Now he was like definitively Alfred sort of thing. Yeah. Um, he was like that. He's like um, Desmond Llewellyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very much like that, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, but he he was like, that's the person. When I think of live action Alfred, that's the guy that I go to. Yeah. Um, but it was great having Ralph Fiennes. But then I love the fact that they got Ralph Fiennes in this playing Alfred, but then they also have Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard playing Voldemort. Yeah. So they at one point, yeah, so he goes to the Phantom Zone and gets the all the the worst villains of all time. And it's it's a quint it's a not happy coincidence that they all happen to be from Warner Brothers' own properties. Yeah. So you've got Lord of the Rings, you've got uh, Harry Potter, you've got Gremlins, Gremlins, uh, Jaws. Jaws, King Kong. Well, that's the thing because I don't know if Jaws is because no, because what like, what what's clever about what they've done with a few of these things is they've is they've used similar likenesses that they have in Lego properties. Yeah. To other films. Yeah. So, so they never say that it's Jaws. They, just they never like say that it's Jaws. It's just presumed that it is. And same with the, the um, Velociraptors and yeah. the T Rex. They're just dinosaurs. They're not necessarily anything to do with Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. But you make that jump. Yeah. And they've got like uh, the Wicked Witch of the West from yeah. the Wizard of Oz and the Flying Monkeys, and then they've got this big green Goliath monster that who isn't Godzilla. Is, isn't Godzilla is kind of low key the Kraken from yeah. uh, Clash of the Titans. Okay. Yeah. Because it looks a hell of a lot like it, and it's got the wibbly arms. Yeah. But they never name it. No. They they do name a lot. Like There's one point where he goes around and like, introduces the yeah. boys, isn't it? They all have intros. British robots. Br- British robots. Ask your nerd friends. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, again, like they don't even get named as the Daleks, basically. But they don't actually ever say Dalek no. at any point. Um, but, yeah, and then Voldemort is played by Eddie Izzard, which is great. Um, and like Sauron, I love that Sauron is literally just a giant tower with an eye. Like I love that that's, walks. They, it, I don't know how he, how does it move. It just sort of uh, they, they sort of cover it up by having him in the water. Yeah, by having him in the water, they just he just floats around. You see him like wobbling from side to side eye. like he's walking. Uh, <laughs> played by Jermaine Clement. Yeah. Exactly. So who who else better than to get one of our New Zealand's <laughs> finest exports? So, so do you want to make the <laughs> the streets run red of this blood? It's almost a bit much. How do you feel about lava? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lava, yes. <laughs> but like, yeah. It, and it's great to see. It would have been like, for me, it would, I would have loved it if they could have had that, had that, you know, been more expansive with it. Yeah, like they could have had all the properties, like you know, can imagine all the Disney stuff, and mm-hmm. all the like, all the yeah. Marvel characters, all the all the Star Wars. Can you imagine if like Vader was in there as one of those? 
Yeah. Or the Emperor or something. Like, do you know what I mean? That would have been great. That would have been amazing. Um, but yeah, there's only so far you can take it. It's a similar thing that we had with like uh, Ready Player One. Yeah. Where in the book version, there are no limits to what franchise you can you can draw on. Yeah. Whereas in when you actually come to make it as a movie, there and you are have to limits. pay license fees. You have to pay license fees and it all gets a bit more political and complicated. Um but having said that, it's still they still with with the ones they had, they made the absolute best use of them. Yeah, um, and this stuff like Kong was great. King Kong, um, voiced by Seth Green. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so it's a building. This building's not up to code, and just like smashes the building into another one. Just absolutely squashes it. <laughs> I love it. Um, <coughs> but saying that, like you sort of question the licensing, but in Lego Movie, mm. the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's up. true. No, it's true. In Falcon, Han, Chewie, 3PO, and Lando all turned up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the... Yeah, but I've, that must have cost them a lot, though, I reckon. Yeah. And I for, mean, for, a, for a 30 second bit. Like, if they, they couldn't have made them main characters, probably. No. If they wanted because to, Lego it, do have um, rights to make, because there are a lot of like those Lego. I can't remember what they're called now, but there's basically Lego shorts, mm. short films that are based in the Star Wars universe using the Lego characters. Yeah. Um, I can't remember they forced something but basically yeah and then there'll be like spin-off sets made from that and then they'll have like a short film release that's on DVD yeah um, but yeah I, I, it's it's tricky really because without sort of labouring too much over how great the animation is and stuff there isn't too real, really that much to say I mean the stories in there are really really clever mm. I mean all three of those stories are fundamentally how Batman stories work anyway yeah Having read Batman for decades, mm. it's all about oh he needs some help with this one, or he needs to be able to rise up and face a change within himself, mm. take a look at himself, make that change, <laughs> and the separation of the Bruce and Batman identities and yeah. which one's really the mask, and it's great, but it's so much fun. I don't really want to sort of sit on all of that stuff because I just I just want to talk about how fun it is. Yeah, and I mean yeah, we could go on all day, but I think. Because they're going to be making a sequel to this, aren't they? Yes. And obviously he's going to be in um, Lego Movie 2. Yeah. With the same character. Um, yeah. Obviously, it would be great if they could have brought more people over. Like, I would love to see Barbara Gordon or, you know, or um, Dick. Yeah. As played by Michael Cera. Again, Michael Cera is perfect casting for Robin. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that there's only so much you can pack into the Lego Movie without it when it gets taken. Because it's Chris Pratt's franchise, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that... Would, I mean, that's the thing between Chris Pratt and Elizabeth Banks. I, I don't think Morgan Freeman's coming back. No. no. I mean, he might do, but... Ooh. Ooh. That'd, be, that'd be so good if they could just do that. Just bring the ghost back in, just in a little shot in the background. <laughs> but one thing I don't I, I want to sort of say is, is us not saying much about this isn't a criticism of the film. Absolutely not, though. Because you sit down... And for what, 100 minutes or whatever it is? Um, yeah. But it just flies by because it is non stop. There aren't really any sort of drop moments in there. There aren't moments where you're like, oh, right, I could go for, I'll go for a wee. I'll go make a cup of tea now. Mm. Because it just keeps on going. You're like, oh, this, this is amazing. I had a great fun the whole way time. Oh, I had great fun the whole way through it. Um, the music's really fun. Like uh, Patrick Stump is mm. uh, like the lead. Singer of Fallout Boy, he did the Batman song at the start, <laughs> and he did some of the other covers that are throughout the Batman as well. Song. <laughs> it's like 
It's like it's using the old Batman theme as a as a basis and then building all these like yeah. lyrics and stuff on top of it. So good. But one thing I would say is is absolutely go and seek this film out. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you've got kids or not. If you just want to have fun for yeah. just a just a couple of hours on a Saturday afternoon, <laughs> get it, watch it, have a great time with it. And it is like again, in, if you think about it in the context of Batman and the way Batman is at the moment, it's a much better way of introducing your kids to Batman because kids love Batman. Yeah. But the problem that they we have at the moment is that the versions of Batman that have been done recently, so both the Christian Bale version yeah. and the Ben Affleck version, are not particularly kid friendly. No, particularly absolutely like not they're at very all. they're very dark, they're very serious. They, like the films themselves, like if you they would you can't sit a kid down and make him watch Batman v Superman, he'd be bored out of his ass. Or Batman Begins, or even yeah, Batman Begins is scary for a kid. Yeah, like, and and the Dark Knight absolutely. But also, there's there's not that much of Batman in Batman Begins. Yeah, that's true. You know, and the Dark Knight is is like a cerebral sort of exploration into different psyches of two sides of the law. And yeah, um, whereas this, like, so if you like your kid loves Batman, but you don't, you don't feel like you can show them any of the movies, this is the way into it. Yeah. This is absolutely the great a great starting point. Yeah, if you're going to add zero point in anything for the Batman franchise, use this and then move on from there. Yeah, move on from this into Batman the Animated Series from the 90s, mm-hmm. and then Batman the Brave and the Bold, and then Batman Beyond. I, no, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> but yeah, the, well, there are so many other things. There are so many, like, Batman is this sort of rolling phenomena that every generation has a Batman and a Batman series. Mm. We've had several. We've had several because we've never really grown up so much. We're in a room that's surrounded with Funkos and there's a Transformer over well, there. Well, no, I don't know. I, I, it's not even just that. I feel like now because of the rate at which pe- things are rebooted, Yeah, it's almost got to a point now where there are more than one. It's not just generational thing. No, no, no. Well, you think my generation has had 1989 yeah. onwards. Yeah. So I've had every modern generation of Batman. Yeah. But who's your Batman, though? Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So And then, my, see, my generation is, well, I say my generation, there's only not that much difference in terms of age between you and me, but yeah. my Batman, that I think of Batman, is Christian Bale. Yeah. But then there'll be plenty of people who, and myself included, there are, part, there are a lot of times when I prefer versions of the Ben Affleck version. Yeah. Although the films that he was in weren't aren't good. Yeah. Um but they but and they both exist very, very within the same like time frame as one another. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of difference. No. It's not like a decade's gone on. It's literally five like between Michael Keaton and Christian Bale, there is a huge gulf. Yeah. Whereas with from Christian Bale into Ben Affleck, it's well, not it's much. Nearly twenty years. It's the same with like you think of Spider Man, like the, the how how many different versions of Spider Man we had just in mm-hmm. the last Fifteen years or whatever, so yeah. it's almost like even that wouldn't be a generational thing. That would just be a yeah. I don't know. But anyway, of, that's a whole world s- of sequels, prequels, remakes, and reboots. Exactly. Yeah. So like somebody could try and frame a podcast around that. <laughs> yeah, that's an entirely separate conversation that we'll have to get in another time. All I will say is, is remember what I said last week, which is that this Will Arnett's version of Batman, Batman Lego Batman, is Morgan Freeman's favorite version of it. Yeah. So let's just take solace in that. <laughs> that's that. Even though he spent years working with Christian Bale on three movies, he still prefers Will Arnett as the Lego Batman. <laughs> oh, Morgan. Oh, Morgan. You're quite the contrarian. No, no fair Sorry, point. octogenarian. 
Um, well, yeah, on that note, then, I think, like I say, I don't, there's no point in just going on about how great it is. No, um, I mean, it's not... Uh, the, the thing, it is a great film, but there isn't that much to explore. No. You know, there is the whole relationship thing. It is about bringing together family yeah. and having this strong message for kids. Yeah, and, like, the... The, the message or the thing that he, he says to Robin at the end is it, it's like you, you will lose members of your family at times. That's not a reason to not let people in anymore. Yeah. So it is that whole thing of saying, I, I was afraid to let to let them be my family because I lost my last family, mm-hmm. which is a perfectly legitimate thing and a real thing that people have to deal with. It's not just yeah. over the top. It's like, a really important message yeah. for kids. Like I'm reading um, Pet Cemetery at the moment. Mm. And there is a whole section within that. I mean, that's something that we're going to be doing later in the year as well. Mm. Um, but there are whole big chunks of that about explaining the concept of life and death and things happening and moving on and protecting your family in that as well. Which is why when he mentions it in that, I was like, holy shit, holy shit this is really, really cleverly done. Mm. And it doesn't ever feel it doesn't ever feel cheap, but it doesn't also feel like it's too much. No, no, it doesn't it doesn't feel like, like I say, sacred. No, because it has got that sort of irreverent, sort of tongue in cheek, yeah, attitude to it throughout. And it's exactly the same as the Lego movie. The Lego movie, it takes the piss out of movies. Yeah. Like the set, like this as well, it's like it's taking the piss out of the cliches and concepts and things that we've seen a million times before. Like and the little throwaway lines like that right now an unnecessarily complicated bomb is being attached yeah. here, here, and here. And it's like this this all sounds really over the top and there's no need for it. By doing that, it then means that when they do get serious or you know, do say this is what our message is, it makes it that much more impactful because it goes, Oh, okay, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, because you've ta- you've been you've all this time up till now you've sort of haven't taken yourself seriously, so that when you do, it has that much more impact. Yeah, and um, once you can constantly make jokes, there is a time to stop and address something seriously as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just fucking great. It's great. It's so good. I don't really know what else to say, and I think no. with that in mind, we can probably wrap it up. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, next week we're going to be watching uh, Lego Movie Two. Yes, we the are the second part, yeah. <laughs> which is a, a br- brilliantly titled second part. Um, which yeah, will be obviously a direct sequel to the Lego Movie, but mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll work in and they'll have plenty for Lego Batman to do because he's such a runaway hit character. Yeah. Um, so we'll be interested to see where they go and what they do. So yeah, let us know what you think um, yeah. about the Lego movies generally. Um, if you get a chance to see it before we do. Let us know. Send yep. us an email. We got we're contactable on yomcast at gmail dot com. We're on Twitter. Pod at gmail dot com. Sorry, yes, but the yomcast pod at gmail dot com. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're on iTunes. Please rate us on iTunes if you could. Um, take five minutes to do that. That'd yeah, be great. it's really important. Um, and just sort of spread the word as well. If you know, if yeah. if, if there is anything that you've got that you're thinking about watching or you'd like to know a bit more about, even right. if it's something that's not coming out right away if it's something that might be coming out in like a couple of years or something you want to know about drop us a line and we can we you know we can consider doing episodes on it if there's an appetite for it yeah absolutely i think we've got a bit of a gap coming up haven't we which we're, we're panicking about no no I, I, I mean you said panic i didn't say panic well, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're visibly shaking I don't, you I'm haven't stopped sweating for the last 86 hours that's a medical condition oh okay that's right, fine yeah yeah, so yeah, like I said, we've got a gap coming out, so we're going to just fill it in with some some extra stuff that we can. Yeah. There's a couple of Netflix movies that are out at the moment that yeah, we, some, we can talk about. There's some Netflix stuff coming out. There's uh, some sort of review episodes as well that we're probably going to drop in there as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
thinking about words now. I like words. Words are good. <laughs>